1: Thank you for joining us today. In part three of A Call to Holiness, the Bible reminds us that as God's children, we have made an unwavering commitment to obey our Heavenly Father in all that we think, say, and do. Our God is holy, and He commands us to be holy because He is holy. As children of God, we are no longer conformed to this world, for we have been transformed by the renewing of our minds through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Listen with Bible, pen, and paper handy, as you will want to take notes as Pastor Rander ministers to us.
2: Have your Bibles turned with us to 1 Peter. We're in a series, and we're just going to continue where we left off a couple of weeks ago. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 14 through 16, you bring your Bibles to church now. And uh, I know you got your computers and your, your your cell phones, and that counts if you don't have nothing. But it's nothing like a real Bible. <laughs> now look at y'all. Look at me like I'm crazy. Technology, overtake will you, y'all can't even say "Amen." <laughs> Some of y'all can't use your Bible because you don't bring it because you t- technology <laughs> has taken away your ability to even find the Book of Genesis. <clears throat> we need a real Bible. <laughs> Won't y'all say amen? amen? When you hear some pages turning. I tell you to find Ezekiel, some of y'all be stuck. First Peter chapter one, verses fourteen through sixteen. And there you'll find these words. The scripture reads: As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lusts, as in your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, You also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, be holy, for I am holy. And from this passage of scripture, we want to preach a call to holiness, a call to holiness. What does it mean to live holy? You may hear people saying that, but what does it really mean to live holy? Since God calls us to live holy, then it is critical for us to know what it means to live holy. To be holy is to live a life that is consecrated and separated exclusively to Christ for his divine purposes. I reiterate, to be holy is to live a life that is consecrated and separated exclusively to Christ for his divine purposes, for his honor, and for his glory. One whose life is holy will seek to maintain moral purity before the Lord through continual confession of sins. You will maintain moral purity before the Lord as you live a clean life before him. A holy life is a life that is just A holy life is a life that is chaste. A holy life is a life that is righteous. A holy life is a life that is godly. This is one whose life is harmonized, uh, aligned, and conformed to the word of God, which results in holiness in conduct and character. I'll reiterate just a bit here. Uh, To be holy is to have your life harmonized and aligned and conform to the word of God, which results in holiness in conduct and character. Allow me to transition at this time and ask another question. What hinders believers from living holy? Now, God commands us to live holy, but so many Christians don't live holy. And so the question is why what hinders you and what hinders any of us at any given time from living holy before the Lord I have a number of these. We're not going to finish. I'm not going to even try because there's too many insights for living to rush through such critical information. What hinders believers from living holy a pride pride. Pride is to think too highly or have too high of an opinion of oneself. It is to think too highly of yourself, to have too high of an opinion of yourself. You know what pride is? Pride is to be self-sufficient. I can make it. I got this. I don't need anybody. I can do it by myself. That's pride. Uh, you know what pride is? It is to act it is to be so self-sufficient until it is to act independently of God. You keep God out of your thinking, God out of your life, you keep God out of your politics, keep God out of the, the workplace, God out of the schools. Uh, I don't need God in this. Romans chapter 12, verse 3a says, For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Now, that's big. And some of you, you have too high of a view of yourself, and that's pride. Humility is the way. Humble is the way. The scripture says here that you're not to think of, of yourself having a higher thought of yourself as you ought to have. In Proverbs 16, 18, it says, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. You want to see imminent destruction, just get carried away with yourself. Nobody can tell you nothing. You give word for word. You're cocky. You're high-minded. You're beside yourself. I'm going to tell you a big thought. All sin can be traced back to pride. There's not a sin that you can name that can't be traced back to pride If you ask the Lord to reveal it to you, you will find pride somewhere underneath. You'll find it there. All sin can be traced back to pride. We cannot live a life of holiness before the Lord until we search our heart to sift out pride in every aspect of our life. Beloved, Lucifer fell from heaven because of pride. And if he did not get away with pride, you and I will not either. Satan, a supernatural being in heaven, fell? If he fell because of pride, you and I won't get away. You say, say, well, where is that in the Bible? I'm so glad you ask. It's in Isaiah, some other passages as well, but Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 through 14. Isaiah 14, 12 through 14 says, How are you fallen from heaven, O shining star, son of the morning? You have been thrown down to the earth, you who destroy the nations of the world, for you said to yourself, Ah, look at the eye problem he had. And that's what you'd say, "I, I, I, I." It's not about I, it's about God. I will ascend to heaven and set my throne above God's stars. Look here. I will preside on the mountain of the gods far away in the earth. Verse 14. I will climb to the highest heavens and be like the most high. I'm going to be God. The scripture also says in first Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12, therefore let him who thinks he stands, take heed lest he fall and Satan fell. And what a mighty fall it was beloved. Get over yourself. Let's say it together. Get over myself. Get over myself. Let's say it again. Get over myself. One more time. Get o- you know, Get over yourself and seek to live in humility before the Lord. I, I got some big news for you. You're not gonna want to hear it, but only the truth gonna set you free. None of us in this room, including me, none of us are so righteous. None of us are so spiritual. None of us are so holy. None of us are so full of the word of God. None of us are so prayer minded that we cannot fall. How holy you are. You're not not so righteous that you can't fall. Matter of fact, if you think you all that, you are ripe for a fall. That's, That's all dealing with pride. Let me move on. Uh, What hinders us from living a holy life? Grumbling. This is to make negative remarks under one's breath or to possess a critical attitude that causes one to speak negatively against parental authority. There are children who, who talk down mother and father. Some of them are aged and they talk them down. They're so unappreciative mean spirited toward their parents, bad attitude, rolling their eyes, word for word, slamming doors, children out of control. That's right. That's right. My wife and I was looking at the television, we saw this person in the authority in the school choking this choking this child. And my, my my wife I said, well now that wasn't a good thing because he's gonna catch it. But my wife my child my wife said, yeah, but what led to the choking? <laughs> what led to the choking? And could have found out he had said something very, very demeaning and sarcastic, and uh, he, he set that man up. Now, he shouldn't have choked him. I know that. Now you can't touch him. That's what's wrong. Spanking is gone out, period. Years ago, he'd been taken to the principal office, and he, he would have had a heated seat. He'd have had a seat warmer uh, <laughs> yeah, children are negative against parents, grumbling against parents, husbands grumbling against wives, wives against husband, the grumbling in the workplace, grumbling against your supervisor. I know some of them are tough, some of them not right, some of them are conniving. But listen, you're still making that paycheck. You stay there, trust God. Some of you got good insurance, good pay, and it's doing you right. Now, God didn't say you're going to have always perfect conditions, but that, that's just a making of a test to testimony in the midst of circumstances that's not right. Thank God for a job, even when things don't add up rightly. Uh, grumbling in the workplace, grumbling against church leadership. You know, people, why does it have to be this way? Here we go again. Do I have to learn that scripture? We went five minutes over. But somebody stayed up last night and watched that game. Y'all quiet now, but I know all y'all don't like basketball, but some of y'all do. That's right. I do y'all say amen? Y'all act like y'all don't know what's going on. Y'all, there's some basketball fanatics in here. Church leadership. You're not satisfied until it's done your way. James five nine says, "Do not grumble against one another. Do not grumble against one another. You ought to underline that. Who's the one another? Me? I shouldn't grumble against you. You shouldn't grumble against each other. You shouldn't grumble against your wife, your husband, your brothers, your sisters, the workplace. Your coworkers are watching you. They're watching you, and then you go talking about come go to church with me. Why? You biggest grumbler on the job. They, they say you 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 need to stay there." And until you get converted, then come ask me. Do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. He's going to get you. He's standing at the door. How soon we forget the seriousness of being a grumbler. It is a sin that God does not take lightly. Time and time again, God judged Israel for grumbling. Beloved, you are self-deceived if you think you can grumble and not receive divine chastening from God. What hinders us from living a holy life? Sowing discord. This is anything that is done which breaks the unity of the spirit. Anything that will break the unity of the spirit. Proverbs chapter 6, Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16 and then verse 19 says, these six things the Lord hates. He hates this. Yes, seven are abomination to him. One who sows discord among the brethren. Sowing discord, undermining the ministry, throwing rocks high in your hand, saying little things under your breath is evil. It's evil. It's evil, 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 evil. You may not do pornography, you may not drink a Coors. <laughs> you, that's right. You, you, may, you may not uh, gamble, but if you are sowing discord, it will tear up the church and it will affect the testimony of the church. This is one who sows discord. This is one who stirs up strife. They keep mess going. And some of y'all keep it going because you listening to it. Oh, wow. Whoa, red. What? What happened? Child, girl, who, when? This is one who stirs up strife, contention, they messy, stir up controversy in the family, tap the family reunion. Won't even have a family reunion because you you tore it up before they can get it together. (laughs) Tap the place of employment. Tap the church. You got a spirit of tearing up. And that's just as demonic as it can be. So listen. So somebody tries to sow discord to you. You need to say, why are you saying that? Why don't we go to the source and let's pray with them and for them. nobody will come to you again. Satan is a master architect in using discord to create trouble. He's a master architect and using discord to create conflict and continuous friction, which will weaken, disable, and impede the church's ability to carry out God's mission on earth. See, Satan knows how to slow down the church. You just plant a few honorary, fast-talking, mouthing off persons who sow discord, and they make more mess than you can clean up. Which leads me into the next reason why people can't live holy is because they're a busybody. Busybody. Ooh, this is it gets it gets worse. It's gonna get better, but right now it's getting worse. Say busybody. busybody. That's that's in the scripture. See y'all y'all know these terms because you don't spend enough time in your Bible. your Bible. Say busybody again. Busybody. 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 That's that's some of y'all got a busybody. This is one who meddles in the affairs of others. They gossip, they reveal secrets, and stir up strife. First Peter chapter 4 verses 15 and 16 says, But let none of you suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, or as a, look here, here it is, as a busybody in other people's matters, in other people's business. Some of you nose it's where it shouldn't be. Yet, if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. Now, I want to say something about this passage that you probably just read over and don't even think about. Let me give you some insights about this passage. It is one thing to suffer because of your testimony, because of your conviction, and because of your stand for Christ. That's one thing. It's one thing to suffer because of your testimony, conviction, and stand for Christ. However, it is quite another thing to suffer because of your own foolishness and being an evildoer. Don't say you suffer for Christ and you, you, you perpetrate evil all over the place. In other words, do not say you're suffering for Christ if you're experiencing consequences of your own foolishness and sinfulness. That's right. Don't get uh, caught Stealing a ham out of H E B and saying you're suffering for Christ. Won't y'all say Amen? What hinders holiness? Hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. This is one who professes to be what he's not. Give you short definitions. Y'all can't. Y'all can't grasp these big ones. Let's keep it short so you can get the point. This is one who professes to be what he's not, or she is not. He or she is a pretender. They'll say, oh, Sister Jones, girl, we had good church. We, we, we saw your name on the prayer list, and I thought I'd call and pray for you. Your husband, uh, say, honey, what you want? Hypocrisy, a deceiver. Hypocrisy is an, an imposter. Hypocrisy, one who is a play actor. Romans 12, 9, 8 says, let love be without hypocrisy. Hypocrisy has no place in the lives of believers or in the Lord's church. It also interferes with your ability to be an effective witness for Christ. Hypocrites cannot win people to Christ. Your life does send a message, either for Christ or against Christ. God empowers a life that is genuine, God empowers a life that is authentic, God empowers a life that is pure. In both public and private life, when believers live holy and according to the scripture, it is a powerful witness to affect the world for righteousness. I love it when people say that's that strict church. I say, thank you. I'm glad we're not loose. That's right. They wouldn't let me join. They, they put my membership on hold because I'm living together and not married. Well, that's a good thing. We just take y'all off, just come on in and just have it your way. No, we park you on hold a little bit so we can get it all worked out. Then we say, now go on with your membership. What kind of church do you want? You, do you want a righteous church or a hellish church? A church with standards or no standards? A church that is about holiness or a church that is about sin? All the Corinthian churches aren't gone. What keeps us from living holy? Hate, hate, say hate. This is to detest, despise, and have strong feelings of hostility, resentment, or malicious feelings toward others. This is to detest, despise, and have strong feelings of hostility, resentment, and maliciousness toward others. 1 John 3.15 says, Whoever hates his brother is a murderer. Who? Or what? A murderer. That's strong language that John gives. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. That means they're not even going to heaven. Look how strong that is. They're not even going to heaven. I didn't get an amens then. It is impossible to live holy when you possess hatred in your heart toward others, it's a sad day when a husband hates his wife and just send his wife through all abuse her, cuss her, slam her around, go out of the way to make her life miserable. Uh, some wives do it to husbands. Some brothers do it to sisters. Sisters brothers. Some supervisors do it to employees. God knows your heart. He sees your heart. God takes hate so seriously that He equates hate with murder. Look at it. He equates it with murder. My friend, you are self-deceived if you think you can get to heaven while harboring hate in your heart at the same time. The last place hate and racial prejudice should exist is in the lowest Church. This is the last place. It shouldn't even be here. Shouldn't even be here. Shouldn't even be here. Some of you get mad because your child marries somebody that's of another race. Well, the opposite sex say thank you. That's right. You want holiness? That's right. Won't y'all say? Won't y'all say? Amen. You look at, look at me like I'm crazy. That I mean, you know interracial. You go into school. They are in the schools together. In the neighborhoods together. In the church together. Uh, they were together, and now you upset. you, you surprised because they got married. I, well, the, it, uh, get over it. Get, up, get over it. So, somebody do something hellish. The first thing people ask is, What color were they? Look how quiet it gets now. What color? <laughs> what? <laughs> what matters? What does it matter? What color was it? They were evil regardless of the color. They can be poking out. They poking out evil. Uh, One of the brothers of the church showed me a sign the other day in Alabama. He went down to see his mother and he saw this sign on the marquee of this church saying, we don't want black folk here. I told him that's not the church. They just got a religious name. They just going through form and fashion. That church is not of God. What do they mean we don't Want black folk here? Close up! Close up! This church want more Hispanics here. Want more interracial couples here. Want more whites here. Japanese, Korean, or, or whatever you are.
1: The Word of God tells us that there is no salvation in any other or anything except Jesus Christ, the only name under heaven by which we must be saved. We can and many do live victoriously through obedient faith in our Lord and Savior. In Him alone, we are redeemed and forgiven. He is the way, the truth, and the life. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. The Maranatha Bible Church family invites you to join us on Sunday, August the 13th at 10 a.m. for a Bring a Coworker Day worship celebration. Come and be blessed, refreshed, greeted with a smile, and encouraged as you are ministered to in song, fellowship, and prayer, coupled with the steadfast love and word of Almighty God.